This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, a goal! My is down! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! I will win this league anyway. Richie, he's hit it. It's Cradwell! Darling Doyle strikes again. The extraordinary is becoming the ordinary for Scotch wine. season is here and I am back with Ryan Walker of Total Sports Swindon to discuss the presser which we've renamed these episodes as as you know the the press conference rarely discussed um, the actual game itself Ryan welcome back hello good uh, good morning rich it's fantastic to be back as you can hear I'm full of optimism uh, excitement and positivity and yeah, I can't wait for the new season ahead. The presser, we thought maybe big match preview. If every match was the big match preview, it'd lose the big match kind of a style of it. So <laughs> we thought that we'd go with the presser and a, it's a great catchy name. And I can't wait to have people tuning in again to the Low Strangers podcast this season. Absolutely. And I must say, your introduction was way better than mine. So maybe we should swap um, at some point. Um, well, it's been it's been a heck of a summer, hasn't it? We, it's kind of our, our version of... Uh, commentators saying how it's great to have fans back in grounds us sort of putting the sort of asterisks up saying it's been a hell of a summer what it absolutely has but everything's gone really exciting in the last couple of weeks hasn't it it's been such a crazy summer I think it's been such a roller coaster of emotions as well you know one one instance we were worrying about if we were going to have a club to start this season with um then we had this obviously transfer embargo and then EFL weren't saying anything. We knew the fit and proper test was happening. And then eventually, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, Clem Morphoon, he got the yes 
Shares were transferred relatively easily, it seems, uh, which is what everyone thought it might be held up on, but it wasn't. And now we've got Clemore Fooney as our head with his bucket hat on. Uh, we've got Ben Chorley as director of football. And of course, we've got Ben Garner at their helm, ready to lead us into a new season. Lovely. I've got to be honest, I love this peppy Ryan. It's very, very nice. And I think when we get to the press conference for the Scunthorpe game, I think something that's so noticeable really is just how it doesn't feel like a hostile environment anymore, the press conference, does it? No, it's actually, you know, I, I went to the press conference this morning and I was, I was looking forward to it and there was a bit of a kind of, well, I guess it is positivity in myself. And, and we were chatting to Ben Garner, as you'll hear some snippets and we'll discuss later on. And um, he was he was happy to talk. He was he was friendly. He was open with us. And, you know, compared to the days of uh, John Sheridan, whereby it was kind of you thought you were only ever one question away from not being allowed to ever speak to the club again. Um, you know, we've now got this renewed positivity and everyone seems happy, which is great to great to see. Man, I, I was just listening to the presser and I thought I might get banned if I if I said something. And, you know, I was listening retrospectively. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, lots of lots of things have changed. The overwhelming majority of the squad has left. Two have since returned, kind of proving the point, especially in terms of Anthony Grant, is that they just released everyone who was out of contract. So joining Jojo Wallacott, who arrived on the 1st of July, um, we have Ben Gladwin returning, Lewis Ward, a successful trialist, Akim Eldameo has signed a new deal, Harry McCurdy, Mo Dabre, Ansi Grant has signed a new contract, and we have the Lonies, Tyree Simpson from Ipswich Town, and Kane Kessler from Aston Villa. And something that was covered in the press conference, um, which was yourself with Total Swindon, and of course, Sean Hodgetts with uh, BBC Radio, Wiltshire, and Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser, is that this squad is still building. Yeah, this squad is a squad of 16. Um, it, it's still building at the moment. There's not, obviously, that depth there. And not, also, I guess, the players that you've got there, there is quite a few players that you look at and you say they're going to pick up an injury at least once this season as well. So the squad's still building. Ben Garner wants to keep it a tight-knit squad with not too many players. He, he kind of touched on the point that, you know, you look at some of the League Two teams, some of them have like 40 players in their squad. And Swindon don't want that, but they, they definitely need a few more. And and I understand that there will be a few more signings in the door, possibly one today I know they're working on. Um, they are working on trying to get one in before midday where they have to be signed, but there will be new signings in before the end of the window. Which is so exciting, isn't it? Because there's still key positions um, that need filled, don't they? Absolutely. And it's, you know, there's still, there's still elements of a transfer embargo that remain. So, you know, credit to the credit to the Ben Chorley and, and Ben Garner, obviously Clem Morfuni as well. Credit to all of them kind of getting these players through the door under such restrictions. So it's exciting to see. And of course, it's not just, you know, players for signing for the sake of having a player there at the club. It's we really seem to have invested in some top talent, um, people that we've had at the club before and also some some really good youngsters that that are full of potential, I think. Who stands out for you? You know, for me at the moment, I, I really have to say Kane Kessler-Hayden stands out um, as a player that is going to be, hopefully, have a brilliant season for Swindon Town. He's a right-sided player. Looks like he'll probably be deployed in that kind of right-back role. Possibly if Swindon goes three at the back, he'll play as a right wing-back because he's got that attacking prowess. Um, he's been given a, a five-year deal at Aston Villa. And for a youngster to be given a five-year deal just shows how highly he is rated. And of course, 
as we saw yesterday, we all know how um, youngsters that come through the Aston Villa ranks can progress. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this. this... Talk about some of the things that that were highlighted in the press conference with Ben Garner in the build-up to the game against Scunthorpe. So we've discussed the fact that there are players still on their way in, possibly one or two um, in time for the Scunthorpe game, but that was no guarantee. What we're talking in terms of squad, are are they all fit or is is there still just the one absence? Yeah, it's a fully fit squad apart from... um... Jordan Lydon, who who obviously is still carrying an injury at this moment in time. It is a fully fit squad. There will be, well, Ben Garner did reveal that there will be about four or five youngsters that travel and sit on the bench. Um, so they'll be on the bench and, and it'll be a good experience for them. He's not a fan of, you know, kind of taking players and, well, sorry, not taking players and having a bench that's half full. So it's going to be a good, a good side that we take. And I, I believe it'll be quite a strong uh, team that we put out on the field. Yeah, I, I like that that touch that there's no harm. If you've got a seven-man bench, there's no harm in sticking two or three under-18s on there for the experience um, instead of having the, uh, the the empty seats just to prove a point. You know, just use them, right? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, you've got to use them. They're the, they're the players that are going to come through and be for the future. And even if they're not for Swindon, then there'll be players that go to other clubs and money comes through the club for Swindon. So... You know, it's. It, I'm a big fan of it, and we've got some talented youngsters at the club, so it'll be it'll be good to see them get some game time, hopefully, or at least get the experience of of being part of a match day squad. It was also nice to hear that Mo Dabre would be included as well, because you know he he comes from the Valenti Academy, and therefore his experience isn't you know that great, but he's ready to to sit on the bench, and I, I just got. There's so much, so much symmetry here with Ellis Iandolo with him because Ellis came from an affiliated academy, you know, you know, yeah. one that isn't, you know, a, a, a mainstream, you know, elite academy. It's one that's got affiliates. And Lindsay was the one that was responsible for being, bringing Iandolo in, and now they're they're dipping back into that market where where you got places like London so close. It's got to be a, a gold mine for talent. It has, and you know, Mohamed Dabre came into the side, and, and it was it was a signing that really everyone was like, "Who?" Um, you had to stop for a minute and kind of look and do a bit of research on him. You know, he's he's not played a a professional senior game. Obviously, he's played at the Crystal Palace Foundation through the Valencia Academy a few times, um, but he looks like an exciting young talent. And there's there's a lot of good talk about him, and yeah, we seem to be kind of tapping into lots of different areas which is great to see it's not just you know we'll get a lone player from here a lone player from there and that'll be it we're really kind of utilizing all the resources available to isn't it and i think a lot of it comes from ben garner and ben chorley and, and the connections that they have at other clubs in different places as well something i couldn't believe really is it's only been two weeks and a day since ben garner walked through the door so much has <laughs> happened so much happened I, I don't think i've ever actually been busier um, writing about <laughs> Swindon Town. I mean, we got in signings coming through left, right, and centre. Obviously, Ben Garner is, is trying to get this team ready for the new season. We've had the new ownership, and and there's so much going on. But it it all kind of feels like a bit of organised chaos, whereas previously it's just been chaos. So um, you know, it seems it seems that everyone kind of has their job. Everyone knows what they're doing, and I just I, I think everyone can't wait for the season to begin now. Yeah. What are your opinions on your first initial 
sort of interactions with Ben Garner. What sort of guy is he and what do you think we'll get from him? He seems a very open person, uh, which is a breath of fresh air in press conferences and obviously the managerial uh, position at Swindon Town. We've not had that since Richie Wellens, really, but he, he seems very approachable, very honest. And, you know, what I kind of gathered from the press conference from Ben Garner as well is that he, he seems to have almost fallen in love with the club straight away. And he wants, and he, he's really enjoying being there and he just wants the best for Swindon and to get going straight away. He, t- he mentioned the word positivity possibly about 10 times in the press conference. And he's full of it. And so were the club and so is everyone there. And he just seems, he, he, he touched briefly and you'll hear it later in the extract of how it, it feels completely different to when he turned up at Bristol Rovers. And I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a good a good managerial choice. And I, I really do. You know, you, you might look behind the scenes and look at stats and obviously you're only, only judged on performances and, and there could be question marks there. But I think given the chance to kind of show what he can do and with, and with the right backing as well, uh, ben Garner can be a really good choice for Swindon Town. Yeah, well, let's listen to your um, questions that you that you raised to Ben Garner during the press conference. Here we go. You talk about kind of you've been here for two weeks and a day now. How how strange has it actually been? Because you've come into a club and essentially it's a, a new club being built from the ground up. I've enjoyed that, if, if I'm honest. Um, you know, it's a fresh start for everyone. As I've said a couple of times there, the positivity and the, the feeling around not just the club, but but, but the town, um, the area, you can just sense that optimism and that um, that gratitude, really, that people have got their football club back so it's a real positive and I think that's something we need to we need to keep keep building on as I've said from day one we understand what a huge challenge this is but we we all knew that coming in um it's a challenge we want to take on it's a challenge we're very positive positive about and moving forward we we want to build a successful football club and does this feel kind of entirely different to when you walk through your doors at Bristol Rovers and and kind of you were given that role there Does does it feel completely different it does it does feel very, very different, if I'm honest, um, you know, in, in lots of different ways. Obviously, it's a little bit of a unique situation here, but, um, you know, all I can talk about is here, really, like the positivity since since walking through the door. Um, from day one, speaking to Ben Chorley initially, speaking to Clem and then coming into the club, um, my gut instinct, well, you know, I think is good to follow and trust has been very, very strong and very good. So... I always take that as a good sign. Um, I think that's uh, that's a good omen moving forwards. And just want to touch uh, briefly on kind of home form as well. Last year the home form was kind of well, disastrous in want of a better word. Um, how important is it, you know, for, you, for yourself to kind of build on that and, and really make the county ground a place where every team's kind of come to and not expect to walk away with three points? Yeah, but it's obviously important, but we want that away from home as well. You know, it's uh, we don't have great home form and then go away and not so good we'll be successful in every game if we can and, and win as many as we can but we want this to feel home for the players we've already made a lot of improvements here um, to the, their daily infrastructure what they receive the environment that they're in um, Marcus the groundsman is doing a top top job on the pitch that was a little bit behind schedule um, because of the situation an incredible amount of work to, to improve that and you know, you know historically here it's a great playing surface and that will be key for how we want to play so Again, all these people at the club, their work rate and what they're doing is all part of what we want to do and the success that we want to build here. And finally, obviously, you know, we want want to go away to Scunthorpe tomorrow, put on a good performance, get three points. But 
could we almost see a couple of weeks taking the players just to get up to steam with the competition that's based around them in the league? Again, time will tell. We, you know, we're going there. We've done as much preparation as we can. Um, we've got the players as fit as we can within a two-week period. There's been no stone left unturned. But I say I couldn't be prouder of what everyone's done in these two weeks. There couldn't be any more done. And that's where we are going into the game. Everyone will be giving it their absolute best. And we'd like to get off to a good start, as every club will. And we'll be doing everything we can to try and do that. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. So something that he, he did mention and you sort of pushed on was this feeling of pride, wasn't it? Yeah, you, Ben, I, I wanted to kind of, you know, kind of understand where he was coming from and why he took the job and, and how it feels to go into a new job. Because it's not just, you know, it's not a typical job where you turn up as a manager or a head coach, I should probably say, and, and you go in and you've got everything laid out. Ben Garner has come into a new club and it is a new club. You know, everything's out with the old, in with the new, and it's all going on at the same time. And you just spoke about spoke about how proud he is to be the man that has been given this chance to come in at such an important time in the club's history, possibly the biggest moment in the club's history in the in the past twenty one years. And he he's just he, he's very proud, and he, he seems like he really is going to be at Swindon to try and make Swindon successful, not just to make himself successful and then go somewhere else. Yeah, and and a question that I really liked you asking because we can't really ignore it, even though like people that may have definitely trying to shelve it is this this feeling you you didn't go with the you weren't very good at Bristol Rovers, you went with the does this feel different to when you arrived at Bristol Rovers, and I thought what he what he said in in reply was really interesting. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's something that you've got to ask, you know, you, Ben Garner knows himself that he, his time at Bristol Rovers wasn't very good. So, you know, I don't need to be there to harp on him and tell him that, you know, you got sacked from your job and, and you didn't do well enough. That's, that's not what needs to be taken. But I wanted to kind of just get his feelings on how different the two clubs are, because historically and especially last season, you know, it was Swindon really was a bit of a laughing stock, and, and there was so much chaos going on at the club that, no one really wanted to be there. No one really seemed to know what was going on. But for now, Ben Garner to kind of say the opposite of everything that's gone before him and how it feels so different to the Bristol Rovers job in lots of different ways as well, which I thought was interesting because, you know, is that that might be a little dig at Bristol Rovers there, saying now Swindon are kind of now bigger than, well, not bigger than them, but obviously they've kind of got everything a bit more organised behind the scenes better. They've got the proper backing there, the proper infrastructure there as well. Um, and he and he talks about how his gut instincts is very strong, very good, and like I said, is he? I don't think the Bristol Rovers job after this season, when we get to the end of the season, I think we'll look at him and say, you know what, fair play, that Bristol Rovers job, similar to when Richie Wellens was at Oldham, wasn't wasn't the role for you. Cool. Bristol Rovers are doing their best to be disliked by a lot of people at the moment, aren't they? They certainly are. But would it, would it, would it, would it, would, you know, as Swindon fans, this. Um, Swindon fans will love kind of having that rivalry at Bristol Rovers this year, especially with the fans back as well, which I'm sure will be an exciting, exciting few games when we play them. There it is. The fans are back. Yes, um, it will be very, very lovely indeed to be back at the county ground in a reasonably full stadium. OK, um, you wanted to talk to Ben about home form. Is there a reason why you really wanted to zone in on that? Yes, it's important home form because and I wanted to talk about it because of last season, you know, we had this, I don't want to 
touched too much on last season because it's a completely different scenario to the one we're in it, in now. You know, everything's kind of been flipped over and we're, we're going once again in a different direction. But home form is such an important aspect if you want to go and earn promotion, especially if you want to stay in the league as well, which is what we've been told to see in this season. Last season, our home form, you know, 61% of um, defeats at home form. We only obtained one just over one point per game from home as well, which was awful, conceded 1.65 goals a game. So really, you know, it's, it's, it's dire reading if, if you're talking about that. And I just wanted to get Ben Garner's take on on how he's going to improve the home form. And and he, he kind of touched on it, as you'll hear, and, and the improvements that are being made there as well. And it was really interesting to hear that Ben Garner is on about making the county ground a home for the players. Because especially last season, where there wasn't any fans, it will be different with fans back there. But last season, even as the journalists turned up, it felt like it was just a neutral stadium. Fat players turn up there, they step onto the pitch, they play the game, and they go home. There wasn't really any love for the stadium or any any passion for them to be there. Hi, this is Yasser Kasim, and you are tuning in to the Load Strangers podcast. The situation as it stands is, you know, we've we've. Our squad is being rebuilt radically over the last two weeks. We had what five friendlies in which we uh, drew to Melksham, uh, lost to Hungerford, Weymouth and Peterborough United B, and we beat Swindon Supermarine. Uh, a lot of those games didn't involve a lot of players that won't, you know, that will be playing this weekend. We have a squad of 16 at time of recording, you know, that could date very, very quickly. And I think, you know, a lot of the conversation was extremely positive. But your final question was, you know, do we need a couple of weeks to get going? And I, I, I do feel like we can beat Scunthorpe and we'll talk about Scunthorpe in a minute because, you know, those in the know don't fancy Scunthorpe to do much this season. So I'm wondering whether, you know, it's a good, you know, way of measuring where we're at by playing Scunthorpe. Um, this weekend, but you did ask, um, would it take a couple of weeks? Were, were you content with his response to that? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting him to come out and say, yeah, you know, we'll get beat and we'll take it in our stride. But I think Ben kind of just gave a good answer to it. He's, he's touched on how we, they've done everything in the past two weeks to try and get the players as fit as they can. But we've got to be honest as fans, journalists, and understand that Swindon Town could go out for this next month and lose their first opening three games. But th- but that's simply just because the players haven't had time to get the fitness levels up to match fitness. It's important to associate the difference between being fit and having match fitness as well. And also all these players that are coming in through the door, it's great to have them coming in so quick. But the downside with that is that with so many coming in at one time, they all need time to gel. And Swindon Town need time to find an identity and, and understand what it is Ben Garner wants. Scunthorpe finished what, 22nd last season under Neil Cox. Um, lost a lot of players over the summer. They brought in a, a few interesting names, I must say. I mean, you know, players like Harry Davis and Alex Kenyon have got experience. Harry Bunn was quite a prospect at one stage. He's, he's turned up at Scunthorpe. So it, it's, it's really going to be an interesting gauge, I think, to see where either club are at. What, what are we expecting from Scunthorpe? I think it's going to be a. I think it's still going to be a difficult match for for Swindon because obviously the benefit for Scunthorpe is that they've had this kind of whole pre-season to get them get themselves going again. 
I do think even though, you know, we, we're talking about it and I've got a, a, a big season preview going out later, which covers every team in the league and, and you'll see my thoughts on Scunthorpe there. But I do think they still carry a threat. Of course, they've not got um, other wives there anymore, but they still have got the likes of Ryan Loft, who, of course, had a prolific season last year um, with his nine goals and six assists. So they still they do carry a threat. And I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't underestimate Scunthorpe. I think it'll be a tough match tomorrow, and I, I especially think it'll be tough on Swindon's defence. I think there'll be goals in the game. You look at Swindon's attackers that they've got on the pitch, there's, there's goals there. Do you, do you think there are goals there? I do. You know what? I actually do. We yeah. Ben touched on the aspect of how we need a striker, and we do need that kind of focal point up, up front who you know is going to get you double digits of goals per season. I think there's enough players there that can chip in goals, whether it be from midfield positions or the likes of possibly Harry Parsons leading the line that have the goals there. And I think I think we, at least for the first few games, we've got enough goals to get by and get us going, especially. OK, so we know that Jordan Leiden is the only player that's not going to feature um, this weekend. We also know that Dion Conroy has retained the captaincy armband. Yeah, I think it came as possibly a little bit of a surprise from people because obviously the way last season ended with Dion's relationship with the club and the management staff that were there at the time, it, it at one stage looked like Dion wouldn't really have a future at the club. But since Ben Garner's came in, he, he spoke about how Dion Conroy's been a leader in there. He's really impressed him in training. He's a very good communicator and he organises the team well, um, along with being a, a very good footballer at the same time. So Dion Conroy is the captain, and it was also interesting to hear how how Garner decided on giving Jack Payne the vice captaincy. He said there was a lot of lot of players uh, really that were in the mix to have the vice captaincy, but Jack Payne's dedication and professionalism really shone through. and And I think I think they're two very good characters. And I always I also like to have that difference between kind of having a defender who's the captain and also your vice captain being one of the attacking players. So you've really got the whole pitch covered there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to feel a bit of gratitude. I know he was a part of a relegated side, even though he was one of the better players, arguably the best player. Um, but he could have and still can easily walk away this this summer for free. Um, we've got him at a good part of his life and his career because he's sick to death of moving around. He, it's clear he feels welcome at Swindon. He feels loved. And of course, he seemed very happy with the arrival of Ben Gladwin too. So those are sort of elements. And it's just really nice because I think we all expected Jack to leave, not because, you know, nothing more than being a cynical lower league fan. When players, when your team gets relegated, you expect the players who can leave to leave, don't you? And it's just good at this moment in time that he's still here and he's been rewarded for that. Yeah, Jack Payne deserves a lot of credit, um, Swindon fans, because he, he really did show loyalty when, you know, he's only been there for a short time. He didn't have to show any loyalty, especially, well, I think, the way he was treated and, and the circumstances that saw Swindon go down last season. So great to have Jack Payne back. He, he's, he's a top talent. I would actually go on record and say that Jack Payne's probably too good to be playing in League Two. Um but I think he's I think he's gonna have a really, really good season for Swindon and I'm excited to see what he can do given regular game time and consistent game time as well. I'm not sure whether I want you to provide me a prediction, but I do want you to provide me a prediction of a um of the eleven. So we we might shelve the result if unless you're feeling brave. But let's let's go with a starting eleven. What what do you think he'll go for? Because Garner said in the press conference, although he's not announced it to the team. I think it's quite obvious to them and him who the starting eleven will be. Is it? Do you think it's as easy as that? Give me your predictions. 
Hmm. It's a tough one. I, you know, really, with all these new players coming in, it's going to be interesting to kind of see who makes the cut to to start the first game. Like you said, Ben Ben Garner seems to know himself who's going to be um, making the first eleven for the, for the game of way against Scunthorpe tomorrow. So I can't really touch on formation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about formation, my man. Uh, Just give me give me eleven players. Go on. I have no idea what the formation is going to be. Okay, so my 11 players, we're obviously going to go with Jojo Wallacott in goal. Um, you know, this is this is, this is is tough. I feel like we'll probably have um, Kane Hayden uh, back at right back. Hopefully, there'll be the centre-back partnership that we saw do well so do so well for Swindon um, in League 2 previously in the season that we went up with Matthew Bowdry and Dion Comroy in there. LSI and Dolo, I'd expect to go in at left back. We know how effective he can be in that position as well. Then in midfield, whew, it's tough. Anthony Grant will be will be a certain certain to start um, alongside him. I'd probably go. See, this is difficult. I'd like to almost think that they might go for a diamond in midfield with Jack Payne kind of being at the top of that central midfield diamond. On the left, I'm going to go. Who I don't, who do you think will go on left? I'd like to say. Ben Gladwin or possibly over on the right hand side. Um but I'm really I'm really not sure. I'm really not sure. Um <laughs> it's such a difficult one, isn't it? I mean I'm gonna go for Ben Gladwin. Um on the right, I'm going to I don't know. No idea. I'm gonna leave the right right side blank if I'm it's that's okay for you, Rich. That's um, fine, then, that's fine. And then up top I'm gonna go for uh Harry Parsons, I think. I think Harry Parsons He's impressed in preseason. He's been rewarded with a new contract, so I'd be surprised not to see him now start. Oh, I, I, I think Tyree Simpson will start uh, myself. I think um, Harry Parsons was on the bench for Peterborough B, so I would expect Simpson to get the uh, the nod there. Where, where's McCurdy falling in this? Of course. Do you know what? We've had that many players. I've just. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's your right or left guy, isn't it? Yeah, let's go with McCurdy. He'll he'll play in that midfield somewhere as <laughs> well. You know, it's been it's been such a hectic few days. I'm I'm starting. Don't I need you worry. A comprehensive list. <laughs> I've got I've got a lot of time for a man that turns up for his first day um, as a, as a as a as a contracted player in a Buzz Lightyear T-shirt. Lots of time for that. Yeah, he's he's that was um that was a, that was quite a nice unique style that he certainly had. He, he really he really subtly disguised the Buzz Lightyear T-shirt with the scarf, didn't he? So you could just see his legs sticking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think I largely agree with your lineup. I think Odomeo will start over Baudry, though. I, I will say, I think Odomeo had has had yeah. training with Portsmouth, so I think he's he's match ready as close that is, as that. That is true. Although you know. We might also see Odomeo start in a different position. We've seen yeah. him. We've seen him play at that right back position previously. So whether you know he's, he's looking at possibly pushing um, Kane further up the field, he could even go over three at the back of Bordry, Conroy, and Odomeo as well. So that could be a different approach to uh, Ben Garner might take. Well, it's going to be really interesting though. And for the first time in a long time, I think there's so much competition in there that, that it's going to be a, a comprehensively strong team that Swindon put out on the pitch. And we've only got 16 players at the moment, which is the good thing. I I, I, I get the impression that Garner will want his uh, his, his left and right back in Iandolo and, and Kessler or Hunt to, to move forward quite a lot by the sounds of it. Yeah, and that's why I'm wondering whether it might be a three to back with the two wings backs because you, you spoke in the press conference about how uh, Ken Kessler kind of does have this attacking press. He likes to chip in with goals as well. So 
it would be silly of Ben Garner not to utilise those those attacking strengths to each of those two players that we just mentioned in our show. D- dare you give us a prediction? I- I'm not going to demand one. No, I will go for a prediction. I don't well want done. to. I don't want to start on on a on a low, but I think it's going to be just a little bit too early for this Swindon team. So I'm going to go for Scunthorpe two, Swindon one. I'm going to go for one one, Swindon to take the lead. Euphoria with the thousands away fans, which is incredible. Um, go, you know, celebrating the new era and then maybe an equaliser. So I'm going one one. Um, so we do have a game in midweek. As well in the EFL Cup, we go to League One, Cambridge United's outrage on the ticket prices within Swindon fans, most notably our very own Dan Hunt. Um, loads of old faces, loads, a couple of old faces that we know Lloyd Jones is there, James Brophy is there, um, but no Mullen anymore. He's gone to Wrexham. It's a really weird one because I look at their squad and I think, well, we might stand a chance here. But then I remember it's Swindon in the Cups. Wouldn't it be nice to have a cup run again? Yeah, it would be. And that's I think that would be the icing on the cake for Swindon fans to kind of do well in a cup, um, which would be great to see. In the past previous years, you know, we've got such a loose affinity with the FA Cup. Um, it's never worth thinking about how we're going to do in cups once again. We, we, I think for the past few years, especially, we've kind of always got to the cup and been like, right, let's get this out of the way. Let's get out as soon as possible. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, this, if it's going to happen, this is the year for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's something that also that usually, usually, oh, it had a maze there as well. Look at that. Um, usually, I'm I'm like, well, rotate for the cups. You know, any th- the three the three substitutes that come on in the first game start the start the cup game. But yeah. I think it's probably probably best that Swindon try and you know keep it to the same eleven for for a few weeks as long as fitness is is up to scratch. Yeah, definitely. And and I do think, you know, of course you want to do well in a cup, but we have got more than one cup. You know, the EFL Cup isn't the only cup we'll be competing in this season. So I would I would really kind of think that Ben Garner is going to use Tuesday as a, as a test to kind of build his fitness of his plays even more ahead of our first home game of the season against Carlisle. There we go. A tour de force, first presser of the season. I'm feeling good. Here we go then. Here we go. It's been it's been great to have me. It's been great to be back on. It's great to have you, <laughs> Ryan. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Bye bye. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.